I want to encourage you this morning by talking about a negative and then hopefully releasing that with some positives. Uh, I've been reading with a group of pastors uh, a, a new era book out by Paul David Tripp called Dangerous Calling. And I highly recommend it, but if you do read it, please read it with others where you can discuss it and talk about it. But specifically in there, in one of the chapters, he talks about fear in ministry. Fear in ministry. And I believe it applies to, to us and can encourage and warn us as well. But first, encouragement here from the Word. John fourteen twenty seven. Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Fear is a daily battle in ministry that everyone is called to fight, is it not? Fear. There are four fears that Tripp identifies in ministry that we need to be aware of, take heed of. The first is fear of me. Fear of me, not me, but fear of yourself. Fear of failure in ministry. He says, there are few things that will reveal to you the full range of your sin, immaturity, weakness, and failure like ministry will. There are few endeavors that have the power to produce in you such a deep feelings of inadequacy as ministry does. And this fear makes us want to run, does it not? In youth ministry, we're extremely insecure because we're not as cool as the youth pastor down the street. Or we don't quite have the relational capital as the youth worker before us did. Or that small group leader is really intimidating. I feel like they're closer to these students than, than me. We have fear of such failure in ministry, and a lot of that is because of our fear of ourselves. We need to ask the Lord to give us such an awe of Him that we're no longer afraid of me. Ask the Lord to give us such an awe of Him that we're no longer afraid of me. There's also fear of others. We will always have critics in ministry. Always. Always. I've worked at three different churches. Many of you have worked at more. Critics, specifically in youth ministry, are always there. Because your ministry is will always be done with people and for people, it is vital that people have the right place in your heart. Because your ministry is for people and with people, it is vital that people have the right place in your heart. You know, ministry is, is messy. People are messy. The students that you're giving your life to come from really messy families. We're dealing with messy people. Ministry is messy. We can't let the fear of that one family or that one kid 
drive our ministry? How many times have we prepared a, a talk to our youth group or to our small group and had in mind that we were going to impress that one kid who told us that our teaching was weak? Our ministry must be shaped by a zeal for God's glory and not our fear of the approval of others. So how much of your ministry is rooted not in a fear of God, but in a fear of man? It's an honest question that we have to ask. There's fear of our circumstances. I mean, in youth ministry, there's always going to be a fear of losing your job. It just is. In a lot of ways, I, keep, I told my wife before, look, I could either be a youth pastor or an SEC football coach. You know, which one's it going to be? <laughs> they both have the, the, the same pressure, right? Just not the same paycheck. But ministry, ministry is completely unpredictable. Life is unpredictable. And we must learn to meditate on, on God and not on our circumstances. The moment that we let our circumstances, the fear of our circumstances, dictate how we do ministry is the moment that we take our eyes off of Jesus and his ministry. Fear of circumstances, fear of what's going on in our church. You know, it's just the most practical advice I ever heard for this. A, a mentor pastor told me, he said, Wilson, you might lose your job. God might call you to another church, but there's one vital thing that you have to remember. These are God's churches. They're not your churches. <laughs> These are God's churches that we work for. There's fear of the future. We just don't know what the future holds, does it? do we not? And not knowing is hard. We want security for our lives. We want security for our families. Is the church budget going to co come in this year so that we can get a paycheck? <laughs> Are five key families going to leave our church and move away and so there's not enough income to pay our salaries? Are people going to actually sign up for this retreat that I've spent 200 hours pl planning? Not knowing the future is, is hard. But again, we have to ask ourselves an honest question here. Are you doing ministry out of fear of the future? Or are you keeping your eyes fixed upon Jesus and doing ministry in his name? Are you, are you haunted by the what-ifs of ministry? Or do you... Or do God's promises and God's presence quiet your unanswerable questions about the future? So what do we do? What do we do about fear in ministry? Because we all tend, Paul Tripp says, because we all tend at points to suffer from God amnesia. We all suffer from God amnesia because we live in a fallen world. And because we do not write our own stories being ruled by fear is always a clear and present danger. So what do we do about our God amnesia that drives us to fear in ministry? He offers four suggestions. First is humbly own your own fears. Humbly own your own fears. Own your fear. Don't deny it. Own it and run to the only one who is able to defeat your fear, 
and confess that you don't always remember Jesus' presence and his glory. I'm always so encouraged by being at the Barnabas Connection and being in worship with you because it reminds me of what ministry is, is really about. It's about the worship of God. It's the ministry of Jesus and doing it together. But when we go back home and we get into the grind, we have to keep our eyes upon Jesus, his presence, his glory, and confess daily that we let fear oftentimes drive our ministry. Second suggestion there is to confess those places where fear has produced bad decisions and wrong responses. Confess those places where fear has produced bad decisions and wrong responses. Confess that you, that you have sinned in idolatry of ministry. Confess that you have led yourself down a path of, of gossip about that student. Confess all those ways that you have done some really, really stupid things in ministry because of because of unbiblical fear. Confess those times that we've made bad decisions, decisions where we probably should have been fired, (laughs) and we've demonstrated wrong responses because we've done so out of fear. Third suggestion there is to, to pay attention to your meditation. Pay attention to your meditation. It is, it is, I'll never forget that time that student came to me and I was trying to encourage them and their daily walk and growth in Christ. The student was really struggling, and she looked at me and said, Wilson, it's easy for you to say, you read the Bible all day long. That's your job. <laughs> and I said, wow, uh, I'm glad you think that highly of me. Um, the truth is I don't. The truth is I don't. It's vital that you spend time in the Word daily, daily, to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Ask yourself, what is capturing your daily meditation if it's not the Word of God? What what is that thing or those things that you're meditating on, you're giving all your time and energy and consuming? And hey, in ministry, we can do a lot of things that end up being idols, right? I mean, this retreat is going to be awesome because I spent 200 hours working on it, right? And not a minute praying praying about it. Pay attention to your meditation. Meditate on Jesus, not on fear, not on performance, not on impressing. You know, students know this, don't they? They know this about us. When we're, put, we're misplacing our, our fear and not pointing them to Jesus. Pay attention to your, to your personal meditation. The last thing there, preach the gospel to yourself. Preach the gospel to yourself. Here are trips, four things here. You need to preach a gospel to yourself that does not find its rest in getting it right but in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You need to preach a, a gospel to yourself that does not get its motivation from human success, 
respect and acclaim, but from the plenteous grace which you could never have earned. You need to tell yourself again and again that there is, not, is no pit of life or ministry so deep that Jesus isn't deeper. You need to tell yourself again and again that there's no pit of life or ministry that Jesus is not deeper. You need to call yourself to rest and faith when no one else knows that private sermon is really needed in your heart. Call yourself to rest and to faith when no one else knows that private sermon is is needed. My prayer for myself, my prayer for you, is that we would not let fear drive our ministry, that we would believe Jesus and take him at his word when he says, peace I leave with you. He left us his Holy Spirit. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Let me pray. Father, we pray that you would give us just a a huge picture, a huge focus of the glory of Jesus Christ, that we would minister in his name and not out of fear. Lord, help us to believe him. Help us to not be afraid because the peace that he gives is better than the peace of the world. We pray this in his name. Amen.